0: Welcome to Falun Gong News, direct from China and around the world, from the Minghui website. Topics include news about the persecution of Falun Gong in China, local events, and special items of interest. Now for this week's stories.
1: Toronto, Canada Rally and March protest the Chinese Communist regime's persecution. Elected officials express support. Falun Dafa practitioners and supporters in Toronto held a rally in front of the Ontario Legislative Building on December 8th, two days before International Human Rights Day. They condemned the Chinese Communist Party's 23-year-long persecution. Several Canadian officials came to support the event. Melissa Lansman, member of parliament and deputy leader of the Conservative Party, spoke in solidarity via video. Uplifted by the Tiangao marching ban and a profusion of truth clarification banners, the rally proceeded from the legislative building to the Chinese consulate in Toronto, Police vehicles blocked both sides of the road in front of the consulate for the march. Rally speakers denounced the CCP's persecution and expressed their support for the Chinese people's efforts to resist the CCP's oppression. Some Chinese spectators accompanied the march. Among them were those who chose to quit their memberships in the CCP and its affiliated organizations. Many local residents said that they were aware of how evil the CCP is and how it oppresses the people in China. Onlookers applauded in support of the march. MP Melissa Lanceman stated that Human Rights Day reminds us of the CCP's ongoing persecution of Falun Gong and of its continuing to detain practitioners without following legal procedures. She said that the Canadian government must stand up and take concrete actions to stop the CCP's crimes against humanity. The Dignitary thanked practitioners for their uncompromising courage in adhering to the values of truthfulness, compassion, and forbearance. Retired Canadian Senator Consiglio Danino, a long-term supporter of Falun Gong, said encouragingly, that they were not far from the day when they will succeed. With the collapse of the CCP, its deprivation of human rights and persecution of the people will finally end. He spoke confidently about this because more Chinese people understand Falun Gong practitioners' mission and are taking action. Michael Mostyn, CEO of Bene B'rith Canada, said that he was proud of David Mattis, the organization's senior legal counsel, who participated in the investigation of the CCP's organ harvesting from living Falun Gong practitioners. He said he was also gratified that his organization helped launch the documentary Painful Truth, The Falun Gong Genocide, which exposes the forced organ harvesting. Mostyn expressed his gratitude to Falun Gong practitioners for making Canadians aware of the nature of the CCP and the threat it poses to Canada. In a statement directed to the CCP, former Member of Parliament, Vladislav Lizen said with conviction, Your end is coming. I grew up in Communist Poland. In my country, the Communist regime was overthrown. Now we are working together to end the Chinese Communist Party. I know the victorious day will come.
0: Chinese Communist Party officials sanctioned by U.S. State Department. One day before the Human Rights Day celebrations this year, 65 individuals and entities in 17 countries were sanctioned by the U.S. Department of State. Perpetrators were held accountable for having engaged in corruption and human rights abuses. Among the sanctioned were three Chinese Communist Party officials and two Chinese businessmen. Former Deputy Director of the Chongqing Area Prisons, Tang Yong, was sanctioned for what the DOS referred to as his involvement in gross violations of human rights That included the arbitrary detention of Falun Gong practitioners. Wu Yingjie, party secretary of the Tibetan Autonomous Region between 2016 and 2021, was also sanctioned. Falun Gong practitioners in this region were severely persecuted for their belief. Wu was listed as the key perpetrator in several cases published on Minghui. Also named was Zhang Hongbo the director of the Tibetan Public Security Bureau. He was accused of engaging in serious human rights abuse, including arbitrary detention and physical abuse. Li Jianyu and Zuo Xingrong are both businessmen overseeing Dalian Ocean Fishing Company and Pingtan Marine Enterprise LTD. They were accused of engaging in forced labor. According to the U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, the U.S. State Department is taking various actions to promote accountability for corruption and human rights abuse around the world. Specific actions include visa restrictions and global Magnitsky sanctions, which bring to bear real-life personal losses to perpetrators. Vidant Patel, principal deputy spokesperson for the DOS, explained at a December 9th press conference that officials of foreign governments would be designated for sanctions once credible information was obtained of their involvement in significant corruption or gross violations of human rights. Patel stated, those individuals and their immediate family members are generally ineligible for entry into the United States. The U.S. government has also issued sanctions against Chinese human rights violators in recent years. In May 2021, the DOS announced sanctions against Yu Hui for gross violations of human rights, namely the arbitrary detention of Falun Gong practitioners for their spiritual beliefs. During Yu's tenure as the director of the 610 office between August 2016, and July 2017, 479 Falun Gong practitioners were harassed and had their homes ransacked, 117 were arrested, 27 were sentenced, and 3 died due to torture and police custody. Two years ago, the Department of State designated 17 foreign officials and their immediate family members as human rights violators Included was Huang Shong from the Ucun police station of the Xiamen Public Security Bureau, Fujian Province. The Department of State pointed to what it called particularly severe violations of religious freedom of Falun Gong practitioners. With the sanction, Huang was prohibited from entering the U.S., in addition to blocking his financial assets and property under the country's jurisdiction. The sanctions against Huang also applied to his spouse. In a press release, the Department of State stressed, The world cannot stand idly by as the PRC government perpetrates horrific and systematic abuses against people in China, including violating the international recognized right to freedom of thought, conscience, and religion or belief.
1: Nuremberg, Germany. People voice support for Fallen Dafa in Human Rights Day Parade. Fallen Dafa practitioners held a parade in Nuremberg, Germany on December 10th to celebrate Human Rights Day. Nuremberg is the second largest city in Bavaria, Germany. It was here that the Nuremberg trials of Nazi war criminals were held after World War II. In 1988, the Strasse der Menschenrechte, also known as the Street of Human Rights, was constructed in the city. Article 30 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights is engraved on each of the 27 pillars along the street in different languages to remind mankind to never forget the historic lesson of World War II and make the same mistake. The Tian Gao Marching Band led the parade which featured three sections. The first showcased the benefits of practicing Falun Dafa. A second section raised awareness about the persecution, with photos of practitioners who died in the brutal repression. The last section advocated the dissolution of the CCP. The parade culminated in a rally to expose the ongoing persecution in China many people stopped to talk with practitioners and took photos and videos of the parade. After they learned of the extent of the egregious human rights violations in China, many people signed the petition demanding that the CCP end the persecution. Spectators were very impressed by the parade. Mr. DeCant, a retired bank employee, stopped and watched the Tiangao Marching Band perform and listened as practitioners told people about the persecution. He said, It's very important to hold such public events. When people hear or read about it again in the news, they will know what is happening. Ms. Reimer and her daughter saw the parade near the street of human rights and thought it was excellent and brilliant. The woman said, It was very important that practitioners expose the persecution. She added, this is how people learn about it.
0: India, Falun Dafa Increasingly Embraced in Schools Practitioners in Nagpur, India, introduced Falun Dafa to the students and faculty of several neighboring schools in November and December. The programs were such a success that the school's principals were quick to recommend a presentation of the practice to other schools. On November 25th, the Jabai Hitkarini Girls' School hosted the Dafa practitioners. Nearly all of the 1,300-plus students enrolled were present. A teacher said he felt that the school was immersed in a sacred energy while the students did the exercises. The school's principal said she, too, could feel the energy and expressed pleasure upon seeing the students being self-disciplined and calm. She shared that this helped her to understand the power of Falun Dafa. After accepting the flyers, the principal said she would pass them on to the students and their parents. That same day, practitioners visited the tribal students' hostel and demonstrated the exercises to 67 boys and girls. The students living at the government hostel picked up the daffa exercises very quickly and were able to calmly meditate. One of the girls said that she had never experienced such inner peace. She added that it gave her a feeling of confidence and hope. Forty years ago, a practitioner graduated from the Nuajabai Hitkarini Boys School. When he visited his alma mater this month, the principal welcomed the former student. The educator immediately approved the idea of the practitioner introducing Falandafa to the students the next day. Most of the 1,447 students were present, along with some teachers. Impressed by how calm and quiet the students were while they did the exercises, the principal invited the practitioners to come back and give more demonstrations in the future. He happily accepted several copies of Falun Gong and Juan Falun. The educator suggested that the practitioners contact the girls' school next door and teach them the exercises. On December third, practitioners were invited by the Shuri Radha High School to introduce Falun Dafa and demonstrate the exercises to 260 students. Headmaster Raut was fascinated by the exercise movements since he previously practiced yoga and a Buddhist meditation. He was happy to learn that Falun Gong and Duan Falun were translated into Hindi. Later that day, practitioners from Nagpur also visited Bharati High School to introduce the Falun Dafa exercises to 170 students. The principal said he's been looking for ways to improve the students' physical and mental health He was extremely grateful for the practitioner's contribution.
1: Brasov, Romania. People ask, where can we sign the petition? Every Saturday, Falun Dafa practitioners go to the busiest street in the old city of Brasov, Romania to set up a truth clarification site. They introduce Falun Gong, raise awareness of the Chinese Communist Party's persecution, and collect signatures, calling for an end to the unfathomable brutality. The medieval ambience of the winding, narrow streets that crisscross the old town make the area a well-known tourist destination. Many visitors walk along the activity venue near the Falun Dafa practitioners. Some silently watch the Dafa exercise demonstration. Some people talk with practitioners. Some visitors go to the information table and ask, where can I sign? Many people sign the petition calling for a stop to the CCP's state-sanctioned organ harvesting from living Falun Gong practitioners. One day, a middle-aged gentleman stood still in the middle of the street and looked at the display panel containing tooth clarification information and images. He asked, well, what is this? Why are Falun Gong practitioners persecuted? A practitioner briefly explained to him that Falun Dafa, also known as Falun Gong, was an extremely popular spiritual path in China during the 1990s. It helped hundreds of thousands of Chinese return to the traditional cultivation of honesty and kindness. Targeting the practice as a threat, the CCP shifted from supporting it to repressing, denigrating, and defaming it. Its practitioners in China even now are routinely detained, tortured, and even murdered for their organs. The man revealed that he practices Chinese martial arts. He understood immediately that the loss of these human lives is linked to their belief in divinity. It makes the Chinese communist regime consider them a threat to its atheist ideology. He noted that the Chinese culture and civilization, including traditional Chinese medicine, is of divine origin. The gentleman signed the petition since he believes that Falun Dafa is good. He then discreetly thanked them by giving them a small bow of his head as he left.
0: Munich, Germany. Falun Dafa practitioners peacefully protest in front of the Chinese consulate. Falun Dafa practitioners have been peacefully protesting in front of the general consulate of China in Munich, Germany every Thursday for several years. They promote the beauty of Falun Dafa and expose the Chinese Communist Party's ongoing persecution and crimes of forced live organ harvesting. Practitioners' persistence has helped many local residents learn about Falun Dafa. Many people have signed a petition to help end the CCP's persecution and praised practitioners for their efforts. Anila Adams, a German photographer, saw Falun Dafa practitioners peacefully protesting in front of the consulate on November 17th. She asked if practitioners come to the Chinese consulate every Thursday And for how long do they stay? She wanted to know so she could tell people in her neighborhood to come sign the petition. The woman said, It is shameful for a country to destroy the principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. It is a disaster. Reinhard, a retired pastor, signed the petition to stop the CCP's forced live organ harvesting He was happy to learn that practitioners abide by the principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. He said that he does something similar in Christianity. He added, People should be truthful, compassionate, and be tolerant of each other. Understanding these principles surpass any religion and faith.
1: Bali, Indonesia, introducing Falindafa to high school students. Students and teachers at the Bali Educational Institution, SMAN1, Samapura, welcomed Indonesian Falun Dafa practitioners on December 7th. The school principal extended greetings to the visitors during an opening ceremony. Eighty high school sophomores attended the activity. During the presentation to the group, a practitioner briefly introduced Falun Dafa and its guiding principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. They also provided information relating to the persecution that Dafa practitioners in China are enduring. When the practitioners played the exercise music and demonstrated the exercises, the students watched attentively and followed the movements. One student named Ananta shared that he was determined to maintain the correct posture. He said, I tried to keep myself in the correct sitting position during the meditation because I want to train my patients. Other students also tried to sit correctly as long as possible until the exercise music ended. Informational brochures were handed out at the end of the event. Practitioners told the students that Falandafa is practiced around the world and that the persecution is still going on in China. They asked for signatures to call for its end. Having learned the facts and tried the Falandafa exercises, all the students signed the petition to help end the Chinese Communist Party's persecution of the practice.
0: Western Australia. Falandafa wins first prize in Mandurah Christmas parade. Fulandafa practitioners in Perth participated in the Mandurah Christmas parade held on December 2nd. They were awarded the first prize of 1000 Australian dollars. The prize was awarded after the mayor and deputy mayor of Mandurah judged the organisations in the parade based on creativity and overall impression. Among the many groups in this year's parade, spectators were impressed by Falun Dafa practitioners, fairy maidens, Chinese waist drummers, and dragon dance performance. Along the length of the parade route, people clapped, cheered, and took photos, and made video recordings of the Falun Dafa procession. Practitioner Michelle Webster played the Chinese drum in the parade. She said, we hope to show people how great Falandafa is through participating in community parades. We hope our waist drum and dragon performances will bring light and vitality to Christmas events. People seemed delighted to see us. They smiled as we marched past, clapping and wishing us a merry Christmas. Parade spectator Corey said he agreed with Falandafa's principles: truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. He was enthusiastic about their parade offering. He said, "The Falandafa group was full of spirit. the colors were vibrant, and I felt great energy. I loved the dragon the most. All of us were delighted.